Mendoza, DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. I congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So honored to be in the presence Thank of you. radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. This is a big deal. Big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. All three of y'all. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning to one and all. How's everybody feeling out there? Exhausted. I took my mom to dinner. I took my mom to dinner last night, though, so that was nice. But it definitely was late for me. But yeah, it's nice. I try to spend a little bit more time with my family when I have it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. It's the holiday season. It is the time for family. Mm-hmm. If you got some. We went to Brooklyn Chop House. She's never been there, but it's oh, right been. It's right near her job, too. So I was like, all right, I had to do a podcast for her. Remember Unsigned Hype in the source? Yes. Yep. So they have a podcast um, for Unsigned Hype where they basically reflect. And for people who don't know, that was a column in the source for artists that were brand new, not signed. DMX was in there. He got mm-hmm. signed three years later. Uh, Biggie. Like, a lot of big artists that are out now were part of Unsigned Hype back yep. in the day. So they would actually get all these demo tapes in, and they would listen, listen to them. Uh, yep, Eminem was on there. They would listen to them, and then they would pick who would be Unsigned Hype. Yeah, so Dave Mays is doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's part of his network. His part of his network, network, yes. I ran into Dave Mays out in uh, Atlanta, one of the uh, previous owners of The Source magazine. He founded The Source. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... All right, so you was out late. I, I ain't do nothing, man. I just been hanging out with the, really enjoying the kids, with the fact that I'm home, waiting for this new baby. And, I mean, the doctor keeps saying any day now, but any, any day, day now, now, any day now, any day now, but it's not here yet. She's she, she's taking her time. She wants her grand entrance. Okay, that's good. All right, she got, she what's her due sure date? Well done. Uh, November 26th is the actual date, but every time we've had a baby, we, we've she's always been about two weeks early. So I saw Gia was in the club all pregnant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Gia, you know what? Pregnancy for Gia, it doesn't stop nothing. It's like a regular day. It's a regular day. <laughs> so we go out. You know, she went out to the club. It was Madison's birthday. We go to rest. Like, she don't care. Like, it doesn't <laughs> she affect care. Gia. No, it doesn't affect her. Yeah. Like, it affects her. flying, though, bro. It's like, damn. Like, those months really be, be flying do. when somebody be pregnant. Like, like I, I mean, my wife just had... Our fourth child, and I swear you just announced Gia was pregnant yesterday. Yeah, it probably don't be flying for the women though. They like get this baby already. Um, for some women, yeah, but like for for Gia, she just she has a great pregnancy. It's not too much pain. She has no sickness, nothing at all. Even she's the labor's very not lucky. long. Yeah, she's very lucky. <laughs> labor's not that long. Doesn't last long. She, you know, it's been pretty easy for her, which is which has been great. So. God bless. But let's get the show cracking, all right? Uh, the brothers are from Earn Your Leisure will be joining us. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kick it with them this morning. Of course, and, they have and, the podcast. And, and, they, okay. and they brought Ian Dunlap with them, the master investor. So mm-hmm. Ian will be, be with uh, Rashad and Troy as well. All right. As well. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes. And remember, a woman called about the girl who was missing in East Orange, Josiah Moore, 14 years old, and she was found. Well, we'll give you an update on that case. And it's not what you thought it was. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. 
Now with Monday Night Football, the 49ers beat the Rams 31-10. to Now Odell Beckham, he had two catches only for 18 yards. This was his first game with the Rams. All right. Now what else we got, Yeezy? Well, remember one of our listeners called up about the missing girl in yes. East Orange, New Jersey, Josiah Moore, who mm-hmm. was 14 years old. They put out a reward for anybody who could return her or give some information on where she was safely. She had went to the store and then she couldn't find the family's food benefits card. So her mother told her to retrace her steps and not to come back until she found the card. That's what the girl told detectives. And so when she left, she never ended up coming back. They were looking at video footage. They said there was a man who was in the store. They didn't leave together at the time that she was there. Well, now it turns out she was found at a homeless shelter and she had vanished for almost a month. And apparently the mom has now been charged with child endangerment for horrific acts of abuse. Now, they said that she did endanger the welfare of the victim, specifically by stabbing the victim to her shoulder, causing a laceration that's still visible, spraying bleach in her eyes, pulling her braids out, striking her in the head with a frying pan, striking her with blue hangers, Mm. and striking her with a broom handle. She also said that her mom had placed her knees on her neck and back, causing her to struggle to breathe, and struck her repeatedly. And this abuse has occurred over the past two years. So, so, so she was terrified when her mom told her, you know, don't come back home without that card. She was terrified of what would happen if she didn't come home without Without that that card. card. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And she said she couldn't go back home because her mom would beat her and leave her all bruised up. She also said she was forced to cook. Otherwise, she and her three year old brother wouldn't eat. So. Wow. That is so crazy. And, you know, people were concerned. They thought that she was being trafficked. They thought someone kidnapped her. Turns out all along while the mother was crying on the news saying that she was terrified and had no idea what happened to her daughter. She's what happened to her daughter. She should never be able to get her children back. I would. Well, well, she didn't know. She didn't know that the daughter had ran away in that moment. though, right? No, she didn't. I'm not talking. That's the reason. But the fact that you you beat your kids like that where she has bruises and you you don't. And you spray bleach in her eyes. You put bleach in her eyes. She should never have them kids ever again. All right, well, our prayers to Josiah Moore. I know that is, you know, 14 years old. And what happened with the money that, that, that GoFundMe? Was she able to get that? Where, where, did they stop that GoFundMe? Cause they, well, they it was raised... a reward. It was a reward that they were giving out, $15,000 reward. No, she created a GoFundMe. Oh, well, I don't know where. I can't imagine because, you know, yeah, that money that. stays in the account until they can clear everything. Goodness so. gracious. Well, I'm sending that family healing energy. You know what I mean? I hope that that, that young girl, you know, has to get to deal with the trauma. Gets, gets help for the trauma that I'm sure she's endured in that home. And I hope that mother, you know, gets help for the trauma that she, she's endured. Because yeah. hurt people hurt people. She's clearly projecting pain from somewhere onto that young girl. Well, so I'm, I'm sending, sending that mom the locked the up energy. Family. That's what I'm sending her. Locked up energy. They should lock her I mean, that's up. disgusting you to do that to your, your own kids child. Eyes, they should lock her ass yeah, up. Of course, they, of course, she should have to pay for the consequences of her, act, her actions. But I still want to get help. I still want her to get help. After she gets locked up. Because oh. she's clearly projecting pain. You're not treating your child like that if you're not projecting some sort of pain. She's clearly going through her own issues and probably has been for years. Yeah, as long as she go to jail. All right, well, that is your front page news. Bleach in your daughter's eyes? Not feeding your kids? Stabbing her? something's wrong with her. Stabbing her? How old old are they again? She's 14. F that. No. And she has a three-year-old brother, so just imagine that. And a three-year-old brother? Well, I don't know what happened to him, but I'm just saying she does have a three-year-old. My goodness. As well. Clearly she's projecting some type of pain. Oh, she got that pain in jail. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Siobhan. Good morning to everyone. Good morning. Get it off Peace your chest. Siobhan. Okay. So, in our community, I'm going to say the black community, we should normalize raising our kids without abusing them. Like, I just heard the tail end of the last part of the um, the news report that you guys just did about the abuse that was going on in the home. And mm-hmm. it's just something that shouldn't be done. Like, why are we beating our kids? And, like... And then people are quick to go to the Bible and say, oh, you know, you know, they say spare the rod, spare the child. But don't we all remember in school that the rod means the rod of correction and not like necessarily disciplining with pain? You know, you but you know, you know, that's something we learn from our oppressor. You know, you know, and, that, and, that, that's, that, and, that's, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we need to, to stop it. Like, I agree. there's so many people like, you know, I whooped her butt or I did this. What about sitting down and speaking with your child? That's right. Like, my, my oldest daughter is um 13. And, you know, I spanked her when she was, like, young, like, you know, two years old. And I felt so stupid. And I always say to myself, like, how could my parents, you know, beat me with extension cords and everything else and be okay? (laughs) How did that not bother them? And that's that's what I'm saying. And you're you're so right. It is coming from our oppressors. But I think we need to be more conscious of where it's coming from. Like... Spread the word. Talk to each other because this is it's so sickening. So sickening. Yeah, it's awful. I used to get my right, ass well, beat. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> oh, of course. You guys have a great one. You too now. Hello, who's this? This is EJ. What's going on, DJ Envy? EJ, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. I got a question. Did you see on Sports Center where the Green Bay Packers are selling 300,000 300, shares of stock um, to the public today at 9 o'clock for $300 a share? Think that's no. Yeah. Where is that? I didn't see that, but I'm gonna look up that story now, and I'm definitely gonna have one of my advisors check into it. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me, especially if you're a Green Bay pan, a fan to, to own some some shares in that. But yeah, it sounds good, and I don't I don't see the Green Bay Packers going anywhere. But like I said, I, I'm not a, a expert in stocks or anything like that. I'm not a Green Bay fan, but they pull in the fans and they and they pull a lot of money. So that's why I was thinking about it. Like three hundred dollars a share. That's that's kind of good. Not. I, I gotta go look into that. I don't believe that one. Look, pull it up. Yeah, I'll look it up, brother. Why you calling? Yeah, the radio nah, he's right. It's Green Bay Packers. Nah, he's right. Green Bay Packers offer ownership shares for the first time in ten years. So yeah. Yeah, three hundred dollars well, well, a share. We might not put this on the air then, so we can invest first, and then we'll let everybody know. <laughs> Yo, shut up, man. Thank you for calling. Come on, man. And you're right. Three hundred dollars a shares. All right. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Bernard. Every, how's it going? Good morning, brother. Bernard, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest, bro. My, um... And two things real quick. First, Charlemagne, I love you, man. Peace, and King. I love you more. We want to give out healing energy, man. But some people deserve energy that that is called for. That woman don't deserve that healing energy, brother. 
Man, everybody deserves healing energy. I do feel like she got to deal with the consequences of her actions, but, you know, yes, I would still like for her to deal with the pain she's clearly experiencing. You know, you, mean, like, you don't treat nobody like that, especially your kids, if you're not in some pain and projecting it on them. Yeah, for sure, but like if we said, after she do her time. She can do it while she's doing her time. That should that should be part of the correction process. Like, you don't, you know, you, we, you know as well as I do, prison don't help nobody. So if it's really a correctional mm-hmm. facility, let's really try to correct these people. Sure indeed, sure indeed. The second thing, real quick, is I want to speak on the, um, the Danny Lee and the baby thing, man. Me and my man was having a conversation yesterday, two brothers who, you know, who have women and whatever. And I feel like a lot of our prominent figures, our brothers who got these platforms to speak on things, they pick and choose where they want to speak on things. And yesterday I sat by and I waited for bro- good brothers like my son and Shabazz the OG to come up and say something about that. Now, granted, we don't know what happened behind closed doors, but this thing with social media, man, so many people are so quick to go to social media with their issues, and they're degrading women. And I would have loved to see some of them dudes come to the forefront and tell homeboy, like, listen, it's a time and a place. This ain't for that. You're killing this woman in front of the world to see. You know what I mean? That, that right there was kind of corny to me, right? You know what I mean? I'm sure they will. I saw my son yesterday. My son was talking a lot about, uh, you know, the Kyle Rittenhouse situation because, you know, they dropped Kyle Rittenhouse's weapons charge, which which was actually yeah. one of the only charges I thought he was going to get hit with. And so, you know, my son's a person who actually got convicted for a gun that he didn't even have. He actually yeah. went to prison. So, you know, that, that hit home to him to see that white dude get his weapon charges dropped after killing two people and shooting somebody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I understand that. But, yeah, man, that's all I wanted to say, man. Again, I listen to y'all dudes every day. Uh, Charlamagne, I got your books, man. Thank uh, you, brother. Y'all guys, y'all guys inspire me, man. Y'all doing big things for the culture, man. Hopefully one day I'll meet y'all or whatever. Yes, sir. Uh, Appreciate you, King. Real quick, real quick before, I, before, y'all, uh, before I go, man. Envy, you rode out here on your bike, man. Rode all the way to my talk. Envy, there's dudes like me who live out here in the Hamptons, bro. I commented on your um, on your picture. Mm-hmm. Would love for you to pull up, but I ain't expect nothing. But sometimes when y'all come to the Hamptons, man, it's dudes who come up from the gutter just like y'all, bro. Shout us out, man. What y'all, you got a restaurant out there or a spot? Nah. Oh, you just want me to pull up to the I'm crib? Still, you want me to ride the bike nah, to the nah, crib? <laughs> nah, I'm still on the come up, man, but it's a lot of, you know, some good brothers out here working to make some things happen positively. Okay. Who come from the streets? Who did streets thing? Prior to you know going away and then getting getting our lives together, and we all out here. It, you know it ain't just Brooklyn, Harlem, and Manhattan, you know Queens, man. It's a hood everywhere. Well, congratulations, brother. I'm happy you made it out. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, brother. Have, have a good one. Good one. He was talking like he had a restaurant. Like, pull up. You just want me to pull up at the crib? Want me to just ride? He's just letting you know we out in the Hamptons living. You ain't the only one out here coming through in your little cute biker shorts with your little 10 speed. Look, I'm just trying to let you know. <laughs> so just pull up. Pull up where? Go pull up at the crib? You cooking? Like, what do you, what, what you mean pull up? But yeah, shout out to everybody out in Long Island, man. Love y'all guys. What, what's what's and we gonna pull up? Yeah, I'm gonna pull like up all one y'all. day. I'm gonna pull up on y'all. <laughs> all right, we got rumors on the way, easy. Yes, and let's give you an update on what ended up happening with the baby and Danny Lay. This was really difficult to watch, and I feel bad for her. Three-month-old baby just gave birth. Who knows what her hormones are like right now? But it's all a mess. Everybody need to do better. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, according to a rep from the police department in Charlotte, they said there were two incidents involving the baby and Danny Lay and that charges were filed against Danny Lay. According to officers, November 14th, they responded to a domestic assault call for service at a home. Upon arrival, the baby said that he had been assaulted by Danny Lay. And then in a separate incident on November 15th, officers responded to a disturbance at the same location where he did say that she had assaulted him. She was served with a criminal summons for simple assault. They also got additional information that led them to charge her with a second count of simple assault from the previous event, according to a statement. Now, the baby has gone on live several times, at times with Danny Lay in the other room, and he did say that he would be a father no matter what. Long story short, you make them kids, deal with what come with it, handle them kids. But don't let nobody play with your character, man. And damage your integrity as a father out here. Don't let nobody play real life, real life games for a fake world. I'm an entertainer, I rap, I do what I do. But when it comes to like parenting, like, I don't wish to mix the two. Only reason why the world know I got kids because I adore my kids. You get what I'm saying? And I'm really that type of father on and off the Internet. Now, Danny Lay responded in her own Instagram stories post. She said the baby demanded that she leave after she had Plan B sent to his home. She said all he want to do is in me with no responsibility and that he wants her out so that he can F on his baby mother and other hoes who've been known we've been together this whole time. He goes on to say that Danny Lay's family disown her and hasn't even seen their grandchild. For all that bullshit I was hearing was what it was. My baby wouldn't be right here in my arms. Cooler. And the shouted family is trying to chime in and speak on the situation. Y'all don't even know her. She don't know y'all either. She ain't never seen y'all a day in her life. Shouted mama, you ain't even met your grandbaby yet. All right, now an update to that is Danny Lay's family did respond. And by the way, Danny Lay was not happy that this was the first time people got a chance to see the baby. She said, sad, that's how y'all had to see my baby for the first time. Evil ass man. Danny hey, Lay's- you know what? Mm-hmm. I find it hilarious that you only know which baby she's talking about by the way she spells duh. Well, she said my baby. That's how y'all had to see my baby for the first time. And then her mom said, I didn't want to address this until I knew my daughter and granddaughter were safe. Thank you for your texts, DMs, and phone calls. This is clearly a toxic situation, and all we wanted to do was to get her out safely. Just know we are continuing to do everything we can to make sure her and the baby are good. God is on our Which side. Baby? The How she spelled the? <laughs> and we pray the situation ends as peacefully and quickly as possible. So... A lot of different situations. Danny Lay's brother also stepped into the situation. Um, But prior to that, the baby called her a called Danny Lay a side bitch. Shout is not my girl. Ain't never been my girl. Is my side bitch. Is your what? My side bitch. Shout is a certified side bitch. Shout is a certified side bitch. Just trying to act like she. Well, she posted all kinds of evidence that she was not just a side chick. You know, she posted him uh, taking her on a boat for her birthday, pictures of them kissing, him saying that he loves her, all kinds of things. Yeah, I don't understand why guys talk about the mother of their children like that. Because when you talk to the mother of your child like that, you got to ask yourself some questions. If she was just a side chick, why you shot her club up? Why you impregnate her? Why I mean, was you hitting it raw? I mean, it's, like it's, I got home, I got homeboys who complain about their baby mothers all the time, and I'm like, well, you chose to let off in her. So, you know, it's, yeah, you, should, you should respect the mother of your child. You could tell it's very emotional, but it's very nasty and, and very disgusting. 
Honestly. And you want her to be as peaceful as possible. If it's a bad situation, somebody's just got to leave. You know, and even if you have to leave for a while just to make sure that you're not going to get into an altercation, going live and antagonizing her, she just had a baby. The baby now, is I, three months old. She might be going through all kinds of hormonal things. You know, you just, I think, want to make sure, first and foremost, your baby is good, which also means the mother is good. I, I agree with that, but I do understand him uh, recording the situation to protect himself because nowadays you need proof in real time because nobody cares about the truth if the lies won't entertain him. So to protect himself and his business interests, he recorded her. I get that. Well, he Why not leave? His, True. Well, it's his crib. But yeah, I, I know, probably, but I, probably I still mean, left. yeah, yeah no, I probably still would have left. But where, where he messed up is calling her out her name repeatedly. That, that was unnecessary. Record her, call the police. I get it. But calling her a side B, he shouldn't have did all that. That and putting it online as well. I mean, and that's also no, like antagonizing, saying things to try to embarrass her, degrade her. You know, yeah, I wouldn't have done all that, but I I understand him recording it in this era. Recording, even I don't yes. Agree with the recording, I understand that. I I, I I understand the recording part, but but putting it on live for people to see, I just I just don't get that. And I and I get Danny Lay's brother, like Danny Lay's brother. That's well, here he is, right here. Let's listen to Danny Lay's brother. This don't even got nothing to do with my sister no more, bro. This got to do with me and you. You missed a tough guy over here beating up bitches, knocking little. Little, little guys out here and there. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a hospital right now. I got in a car accident. I got a f***ed up neck. I still beat your ass with my neck like this, bro, on God. You know what I'm saying? So this is what we gonna do. When you come to the West Coast, bro, which I know you be out here, we gonna catch this one-on-one -on -one fade, bro. I wanna see how much of a gangster you are, how much of a real man you are. I'm gonna say something though. All of us have to do better as men because you can't be mad at somebody calling your sister the B word, and then in that video, you referred to women as the B word. Well, he referred to his sister, I think, as the B word. At one no, point. he said you. He said you. He said the baby's out here beating up B words. Uh, uh. So either one, it's still like yeah, you, yeah. you can't. You can't. No. But you Bad. know, you don't want one day your child to see this online either. By the way, when your child gets older, no, everything is available online. Of, All right. Well, not. that is your rumor report. I'm not gonna lie. Hearing our brother talk, it felt like a menace to society when Kane got that young lady pregnant and didn't want no parts of it, and then her cousin pulled up for the fate. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's protecting his sister, so he wants to make sure his sister, his sister's good. I, I would expect Logan to do that for his sister, and, and you know. All right, guys. All right. From Page News. Yeah. What we got next? Uh, so the White House is denying tension with Kamala Harris and with Joe Biden. Let's see what's really going on. They got tension. What they beefing over? Have you really seen Kamala at all? Nope. Okay. I didn't see it before, though. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Warner Brother Pictures presents King Richard, based on a true story that will inspire the world. Watch Will Smith's portrayal of Richard Williams, father of two of the greatest sports legends, Venus, Serena, and A Plan for Greatness, in theaters and on HBO Max. King Richard, November 19th, rated PG-13. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Now in Monday Night Football, San Francisco beat the Rams 31 to 10. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? Well, the White House has denied that there is tension with Kamala Harris. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying that she's angry. She's been sidelined throughout Biden's first 10 months in office. And in some cases, not adequately prepared. The vice president has reportedly told several people that she feels constrained in what she's able to do politically. Well, according to Jen Psaki, the press secretary for the White House, she said none of that is true. 
The president selected the vice president to serve as his running mate because he felt she was exactly the person he wanted to have by his side to govern the country. She's a key partner, she's a bold leader, and she is somebody who has taken on incredibly important assignments. I, I don't have any predictions of whether she will run, when she will run, I will leave that to her, but I can tell you that there's been a lot of reports out there and they don't reflect his view or our experience with the vice president. All right. Well, both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have really low approval ratings at this point. Joe Biden had said um, in the beginning that he would fully expect to run for a second term and that Harris would remain on the presidential ticket. But the reason I asked that question is also because normally the vice president um, will run for president for the next term. Yeah, they deserve those low approval ratings. And, you know, it would be great if, uh, you know, Vice President Harris was the one out here speaking truth to power, you know, especially when it comes to, like, the Joe Manchins and Kristen Cinemas of the world. Somebody has to be the bad guy on behalf of the people for the Democratic Party. And being that she's a woman of color, she can speak on a lot of things other folks can't. So she needs to go full Bullworth and start speaking for the people. That was her, her campaign slogan at one time, right, for the people. But she's not reflecting that at all. All right now. now, President Biden did, however, sign the one trillion dollar bipartisan infrastructure bill yesterday. And part of that is funneling billions to states and local governments to upgrade outdated roads, bridges, transit systems and more. There were about 800 guests there while he was doing this. And they need to improve the nation's roads, bridges, other forms of infrastructure. And finally, they are planning to get this done. This has been attempted by many presidents before this. Donald Trump tried to do this. He even declared infrastructure week several times during his term, but he was never able to get a bill through Congress. So finally, this has happened and been signed yesterday. Yeah, but that bill was supposed to be way bigger, have a lot more money in it. He made a lot of compromises, you know, to get that done. I am happy about the broadband, you know, especially me coming from, a small town like Monk's Corner, South Carolina, a rural area, like, you know, one in three black southerners lack home internet access. But so as we can see, it is really hard to get things passed with Republicans trying to block things. And them even saying for the Republicans that did support the bill that they don't want them to be in office again. So whether or not it's a good bill, they don't care. They just don't want to support it because... They don't want anything bipartisan. All right. Now, Howard University students have reached an agreement with officials after a month of protests. As you know, they've been fighting as they protested poor housing conditions on campus. There's mold, there's rats, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. So here is what uh, attorney Donald Temple said about the protests. While the specific terms are confidential, it can be said without any hesitation or reservation that the students courageously journeyed on a path towards greater university accountability and transparency and public safety. All right. So um, they did tweet out from Howard University. They are pleased to announce we have come to an agreement with the students who occupy Blackburn and will share a longer message from Dr. Wayne Frederick on this topic later today. They did say the health and well-being of our students is the most important part of my job as president, according to Dr. Wayne A.I. Frederick. He said, as I've said before, even one issue in one of our dorms is too many, and we will continue to remain vigilant in our pledge to maintain safe and high-end housing. Here is one of the students who were protesting, Channing Hill. Today is a new day for bison everywhere. Today is a new day for the bison sitting at the table and standing around us. Because tomorrow, the struggle continues. But these issues, we we got what we came for. We got increased scrutiny. We got increased transparency and increased accountability. And by virtue of this protest, we garnered everything that we were entitled to. I wonder what took so long, though. 
Yeah. It's not like they were asking for anything too crazy. They just wanted like some living in tents and living <laughs> in places that was you know suitable. I, I wonder what took so long. So when they come back from the holidays, are all these renovations going to be done? When when does this start? Listen, what they actually decided and agreed upon is not public information, so we don't know mm. at this point. All right, well, that is your front page news. And I got a, a quick question. So when it comes to the presidency, since his, his ratings are so low, right, and would it make sense for him to run again since his ratings are so low? We don't know what it's yes. going to be at, at the time that he runs, uh, though. Pe- people, people with low ratings run all the time. Yeah, of course. We've never seen it this low. They said this is the, the, the worst in history. No, I don't think it's the lowest presidential rating. I mean, he's dealing with the fallout from the pandemic. The economy is very linked to people's ratings as president. The economy is, you know, obviously not so great right now, but we're still in the first year, right? Goodness gracious. All right. Yeah, I think think he might be worse than every recent president, but I don't know. Nah, they said, I thought they said he was the worst and Vice President Kamala Harris was even worse than him. It says Joe Biden's approval ratings are worse than every recent president except one at this stage. I don't know who that one is. Yet. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So now, oh no, we- I, I do know who the one is. Duh, we all know who the one is. Donald Trump. <laughs> Two hundred and eighty-three days in, he had a thirty-seven percent approval rating. Mm. All right. When we come back, we have the brothers from Earn Your Leisure podcast. They're going to be joining us, so we're going to talk to them when we come back. All right. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. Yes, sir. We got the good brothers from Earn Your Leisure, Rashad and Troy. What's going and on? for the first time on The Breakfast Club, a brother we've been hearing about for a long time, Ian Dunlap, right? Yeah, Dunlap. Dunlap. Yep. All right. What's up, guys? Good morning. What's going on? Welcome What's going back on, from the Nile River, from the above the... <laughs> 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 like crazy. So you, so you, you tapped in. <laughs> How was that? How was the Africa experience? Man, it was so amazing and so humbling. Like, you know, we went to Nigeria first. And then we went to Egypt. So it was a, a very different landscape from mm-hmm. Nigeria to Egypt. Um, but it was great for both places and just the hunger for what we do, yeah. like there. Like, you know, we did a networking event and 700 people um, signed up to go in Nigeria. Wow. And it was like, you know, tapping into people out there. And it's like, you know, crypto's banned out there and they have a hard time buying stocks. But they just so hungry for the information. So, yeah. you know, they look at us and, and they're relying on us for information. So yeah. it was really dope. I think one of the biggest things is that we talk about generational wealth a lot, right? And we talk about wealth in our country. But if we look at the history of wealth, like the wealthiest black people on the planet, five of the top 10 come from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to educate people about that and to realize that none of it came from sports and entertainment, and no disrespect to anybody that gets money from that, but like these people are building it from natural resources, steel, concrete, flour, sugar, and have billions, not, not millions, but billions. Mm-hmm. And so if we want to talk about generational wealth, let's go to the place, let's go to the source. You're talking about 208 million black people or people in the country. Mm-hmm. Half of that population is under 30. So when Shadi's talking about that hunger for education, mm-hmm. you can imagine what they get a piece of this financial literacy, what they can do, because it's, it's the land of opportunity, for real. All right, so you said crypto is banned there. That's an interesting conversation yeah. because I saw this whole thing with our new mayor-to-be, Eric Adams, in New York City, Who talking about taking his first three paychecks in crypto, right, and Bitcoin. And then I saw a lot of people weighing in because it's not easy to get cryptocurrency in New York. So can you talk about that? I mean, I think it's an innovative way to get people interested because if leadership does it and it trickles down, let's be very honest, inflation is crazy right now. Mm-hmm. People are losing 1% of their capital if you're sitting in the bank account right now so i think we have to have people that are thinking in a more innovative fashion even in miami mm-hmm. they're trying to set up a plan where the residents get crypto 
because when this next crash comes in 2024, 2025, the it's job, definitely coming. <laughs> for sure. It's on the way. Crystal ball. I mean, crystal ball has arrived, yo. We, you guys move around. You have access to a whole bunch of people. I've never seen more interest in the market at one time, especially with us. But by the time we get into a market, what usually happens? It's too late. Yeah. Right. We didn't get in at the like, beginning. Like, we never get told financial information first in history. And that, that's mm -hmm. why I'm glad you brought up Dr. Claude and us maybe... I don't want us to be a permanent underclass, as he would talk about. So that's why crypto is really important. We have to look at it as a tool of liberation. And even at Revolta, God was like, well, it's not true about people not having access to Nigeria. And I'm like, there are thousands of people that we all get to talk to. And when crypto is going up, they're applying for accounts. But the site is crashing in Nigeria, but the DNS servers are up. Mm -hmm. That's not by mistake. Right. That's, that's coordinated. And I, and I also do see, since you brought up Miami, they're trying to make that like the hub yes. mm -hmm. for uh, cryptocurrency. So how does that work? Because I know you can go on some of these apps, right? Mm -hmm. And you can buy on these apps. But if you try to go directly, and I know there's just a lot of issues around because it is something new for some people when they're doing it, you know, actually getting scammed yeah. out of their currency. So can you discuss that so we can be safe when we're trying to do it? I mean, people have to go to Coinbase Pro as one. Binance, make sure it's regulated and it's one of the big three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's hitting you on IG and saying, hey, I can help you, don't ever turn over your crypto. Like Even with me, I was in crypto and Bitcoin in 2013. Average price, 650. I got caught up in the Mt. Gox scandal. Company went away. Bitcoin right now is at 66,000. I had 70 coins Damn. at 650. Moment of silence. So if I know, like, there are some things you can't recover from. That's why protection and even going back, if we go back to the 1950s and 60s, same thing with life insurance. I have grandparents that put in for policies for years. And when it was time to cash out, nowhere near the value of what it was worth. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that we protect our capital assets at all times so we can be a part of this revolution that's taking place. Yeah, you, you can also use a nano ledger. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's important to educate yourself on crypto mm -hmm. because crypto is something that you can have complete control over as far as like the security. Mm -hmm. But it's also dangerous because it's like the nano ledger is like a device that you can actually hold. Mm -hmm. um, USB. Yeah, yeah, it's like a USB. But if you lose it, if there's a fire, if it's yeah. like that, so it's, it's better to have it in like a secure spot if you're not going to trust Coinbase. But like he said, Coinbase is something that, yeah. you know, is usually easier for people that's just getting Access. into the crypto space. Yeah. You wouldn't tell just... anybody to, to, to put all their money into crypto right now, though, right? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Diversify, I mean, brother, you know yeah, that. You yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't put all your money on the edge. I mean, I always say do stocks first. So, VOO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft is the base, then crypto, and then once you get more advanced, you can learn how to trade futures and stuff like that. But no, never go all in unless you have a unique edge. But I do want us to stop being afraid because we miss out on most revolutions when we are the thing that promotes and pushes it. That's why I love Money Man got his deal from Ghazi in crypto. Mm -hmm. Labels mm -hmm. are going to have to adjust, and then companies are going to have to be more transparent. Describe yeah. describe what you mean when you say unique edge. What gives someone a unique edge? Just mastering the market. So for me, I consider myself an intellectual athlete. So I put 12 hours a day into the market every day. So when Troy hit me up 5 in the morning, I think I'm tired of us black brown people those in entertainment that are creatives building these companies up but then we really don't get to monetize mm -hmm. right. so i think we've all been told hey this is too hard but you guys all in here know talent you know a hot rapper hot artist hot entertainer you know something when something's special but then they try and make it seem like well you don't know because you didn't go to harvard you don't know because you didn't come, come through mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. hedge fund 
if we made these companies, we can see the same thing financially. Yeah. I think culturally we already have the edge and know what's hot and what's not already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I also noticed that when we see other people who look like us doing something, I saw automatically there's like a distrust, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm going to this cryptocurrency um, conference in Miami. Mm-hmm. And so we have Bitcoin Rodney on here. He's been doing it for a few years too. Made his mistakes in the beginning, yeah. talked about it and everything and has said, don't do anything you're not comfortable with. Don't go all in, whatever. But I saw a lot of people like, oh, he's a scammer. He's this, he's that. And it's a shame that I feel like when you have somebody that's been doing something for years and they're trying to educate you because they look like you, you automatically don't trust them. We were trained that way though. Yeah. And because there's a lot of power in us being united. Lower class, black people, brown people, if we come together collectively, there's a lot of change that can happen as a result. Even when you, like if I made you guys money, put yes in chat, look look at the flood that's gonna come. Like we pride ourselves on Market Mondays of making people money in advance for free. We've been doing a show for almost two years. Mm-hmm. Our entire initiative is to help first. But even with when our people get access to something we've been taking advantage of so much, mm-hmm. we have to be guarded. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, it's important that we give this information for free and then all the trust will be there. Yeah. Well, I do want to say that's a big generalization, though, because there's plenty of black people that we do trust. Like, yeah. And we definitely distrust white people when they come around asking us to invest in things. But as well. I will say this, though. There is more benefit of the doubt given to white people. For sure, yes. and um, like I never forget when I, I used to be a financial advisor, and I was working, and um, this guy told me a while ago, he was like, "Yeah, you know, this with the, you know, we just got to make sure that you know everything's official because you know." And I, I'm thinking to myself, like I told him, like any big Ponzi scheme that you ever seen in history, it wasn't, <laughs> not it wasn't done by, done by hell black no. folks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bernie made off all these exactly. things; they, they wasn't black. So I'm like, you know, we people been scamming you your whole life, but. Mm-hmm. You give them a second, third chance, a hundredth chance. So once again, you know, it goes back to psychological being programmed and yeah. distrusting each yeah. other. But it is starting to, because um, I mean, we can't just say that that is the way because we wouldn't be where we were at. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because the, yeah. the people have championed us and 90% of the people have been black and brown people. Yeah. So yeah. we definitely are appreciative of that. Um, but, you know, there's always more work and improvement to do. Yeah. All right, we got more with Ian Dunlap and the brothers from Earn Your Leisure. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ian Dunlap and the brothers from Earn Your Leisure. Yee. I want to talk about Elon Musk selling off $7 billion worth of his Tesla stock. And why would he do that? Because I saw a lot of people speculating on his motivation behind doing that. So for you guys as the experts, Mm -hmm. what would be some reasons for Elon Musk to do that? I mean, two reasons. It makes him look good in the public, but also, too, for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then third, people forget PayPal Mafia is probably one of the most interesting business conglomerates of all time. So you have Tesla, you have Peter Thiel, which he provided a lot of funding for Vitalik and Ethereum, um, a firm. They all were in a clique at one time. Then they separated. Elon is one of the best investors of all time. Mm -hmm. So even last year, he was like, Tesla stock is too high. Then the stock came down 25%. Most people in business know how to invest automatically because they were taught that way. We're the only culture that's not ingrained in investing from the very beginning while building your business. So, Are you allowed to say that as the owner of a company on Twitter like Tesla stock is too high? If you're Elon Musk, you can do whatever you want. Because I feel like that's... The thing with Elon is that people have accepted him for just doing... I was watching today um, Bernie Sanders tweeted like um, the the rich rich need to take (laughs) care of the poor. He's still alive. I forgot (laughs) you're still alive. So if it was like anybody else that would have said something like that it would have been crazy but you know he could go on Joe Rogan and smoke weed and he's become a fixture in pop culture and that actually helps the stock I think at this point Mm -hmm. because people gravitate towards him personally. So even if you don't 
have a Tesla or if you're not interested in the car, you might you you still believe in him. Yeah. And he's probably the most famous CEO that we have in the world. And yeah, since Steve Jobs, he sure. is the most controversial CEO also. So it's kind of like the yeah. Donald Trump thing. You hate him or you love him, but controversy sells. So over. was it time to buy the stock when he sold it or what? No, uh, you should wait maybe two or three months, like anywhere around 658 to 710 long term is good. But even with Write that number down. Elon, <laughs> the reason why he's able to get away with that for the same reason Kanye is, it's the value that he drives. Yeah. For 40 years, everyone was like, hey, you can only get 7 to 12%. And when you start allowing hedge funds to get 20 to 40% return, now you're a favorite because I can go to my clients and look like a rock star. So you'll deal with the Joe Rogan thing and him smoking weed. Yeah, he's, let me, let he's also the wealthiest man in the world, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, when he's looking Sometimes. at definitely now, even when when he when he tweeted um, prior to that, he was looking at um, there was like some issues around people taxing unrealized gains, right? Mm -hmm. and so that's money that you haven't taken out of the market. Yeah. He's looking at that and he's he's watching his stock go up. So he was like, "Wait, I'm gonna get taxed on this." All right, but Twitter, he already he, sold before. Right, then, he yeah. used Twitter to the advantage. He like put out a poll: yeah. Should I sell? Yes or no? Of course, people are like, yeah, do it, do it. So now he's like the people's champion. And again, he moves culture in a sense where you, who you see him with the next day? Kanye West. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right. Well, Elon pulled a soldier, boy. So, That's all. He, he already has Break it down. Stuff. Break it down. I mean, <laughs> listen, just saw soldier come up here and have his viral moments. He's trolling for attention for mainstream because even 30 years ago, let's be honest, maybe we knew two CEOs at scale, right? Now he's one of the most popular. We can argue he has more clout than Kanye J and a lot of people combined. So he's taken a lot of the things that, like our culture influences every culture. This would not be acceptable from Steve Jobs 15 years ago, but mm -hmm. Elon does it to get attention, which drives the value of Tesla. Then when SpaceX comes out, it'll have more value. Yeah. And don't, hey, don't think Soldier don't know that. Soldier, oh. Soldier shouted out a website Shout out. last no, no, week. Yeah. We got some that's legendary a, content coming out with Soldier. Shout out to Big Draco. What site did you give? Candid. That Candid nah, website. That's our, that's our um, family's oh, app. Yeah, that's yeah. Shout, shout out to, to Candid team. Shout out to Zenny. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's our people. And they, they jumped to number 71 this weekend. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's the... <laughs> Soldier did that. He's a market mover. Angela, let me just say something, Angela, because that's something that people ask a lot, like when to buy a stock. So there's a lot of... Ian could give a more technical breakdown as far as charts, but I know a lot of people don't read charts. So I like to do the 10, 20, 30 rule, mm -hmm. where rule of thumb, you you always want to buy low, sell high. You hear that a lot, right? Buy the but dip. the reason yeah. that most people lose money in investing is that they buy high and sell low, mm -hmm. meaning that they'll look at like Dogecoin, right? And it runs up. You're like, it's doing well. I got to get yeah. it. Yeah. And so I miss this. what we call FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out. Yeah. So at, at the peak of it, they put all of their money in and then it crashes. And then what happens is that Instead of saying, okay, let me just wait because it's going to get back up, psychologically, you're like, I don't want to lose all my money, so I'd rather yeah. lose 50% of my money at 100 so then you sell at a 50% loss. The only way to avoid that is not buy at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. So 10, 20, 30 is that, like, let's say a stock is $1,000, that's the all-time high. Mm -hmm. So 10% off is a decent price to buy yeah. at. Like $900 is a decent okay. price to buy at. And you can put it on your watch list and see when it does. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 20% yeah. is a really good price to buy at. And then 30% off would be a, a great price to buy at. So that's kind of like the 10, 20. And then you can dollar cost average down. So like, let's say you have $10,000 that you want to invest, right? And you're kind of nervous because it goes down to 10%, but you think that 10% might be the lowest. You put 30% of the money in at 10. Mm -hmm. Wait. Then if it drops another, now you put another 30%. Wait. And then... So by buying on the way down, you're actually dollar costing averaging. So your average buy price 
is lower. Is lower. lower. Yeah. yeah. And, and let me give you the guy's honest truth. Shout out to the show. Hey, yeah. <laughs> about, the, about the man coins and the <laughs> coins. If you hear about Doge, Sheba, late, you only have 28 days before you need to exit. If you get in early, mm -hmm. you have 61. And people always ask, like, how do I come up with these numbers? If you look historically at all the ones that have run up, it's always time. Same with the artist rollout. You know when sales are going to peak. It's the same formula. And that's why I tell everybody in hip-hop, I was in the studio with Jacquees. I'm like, if you guys are able to make culture know when something is going to pop, it's the same algorithm used in the stock market. And then over a 20-year period, if you hold any quality company, you have 0% chance of losing money, mm -hmm. even if you bought it at high. So like VOO, an index fund, VTI, if you hold for a 20-year period... Tell them what VOO is, though they might not know. Uh, it is the S&P 500. So when you hear the market, mm -hmm. they're usually referring to the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. But they conned us into saying holding long-term isn't sexy. But And you know that holding long-term is the key because you never see any artist be able to do a one-year deal. You're holding on to all intellectual property for 10 20 years and yeah. then you can make the, make the most money possible. Yeah, I don't even look at my S&P 500. Like, that's that, an easy one. You're yeah, up, right? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, when I start working with like Weezy and Alex, it's like, are you sure? I'm like, man, if it don't work, I'll cut you a check for it. <laughs> like, you know, he notorious for that. Yeah, but it's like, but as a culture, we ha where I grew up, I'm from East Chicago, Indiana, grew up five minutes from Gary. Your word meant everything. Mm -hmm. If I lost you money, your people will come see me to kill me. So I always kept that integrity. And let's be honest, the reason why we don't trust each other, because if you lose, I can't say, my bad, man, next. You're going to be like, Rashad, get him out of here. Don't bring him. <laughs> but we won't know until 20 or 30 years if they lost. No, 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 no. no. For me, we'll put in the comments if I make the money. But yes, they'll tell you, like, even when, when we started doing the show, like, I called Tessa. If you would have put 10 grand to Tessa in April of 2020, you'll be up 92,000 right now. Yeah. So, like, I stand on my word, and if I'm wrong, not only should you say sorry, but you should cut a check for it. And that's how you should know. If you want to avoid being scammed, ask them, are you free from what you're talking about? And if I lose following you, will you yeah. write me the check for it? Yeah. That's how you know who's real versus but, who's but not. But to add to what you're saying, right? Like he's saying to invest in 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Right, if you look at the history of the S&P, he's like, oh, we can't figure it out, but we can see what it's done in the past 30. Yeah. And so out of the past 30, I think there's, it's only been down five out of the past mm -hmm. 30. So even with that, if it goes up, 35% in one year it goes down mm -hmm. 6%, you're still up. And so that's why you have to, we look at it like long-term investing, long-term investing, because long-term you're gonna make money. That's where all the money is, like, like, okay, what is every, let me ask you, what do you think Microsoft is up since it IPO, percentage-wise? Probably like 800, 900, something 500, crazy. 500,000%. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tesla, Yikes. Tesla, Yikes. newer company, 19,000% return. What's Bitcoin up? Oh, that's a ridiculous. Oof. Like, to, I, I don't, because like I lost my coins. thousand percent. So crazy. Some, like some crazy. And, and in terms of assets. You stop looking after you lost your yeah. coin. You can't even do it to yourself, huh? Well, <laughs> you know, I paint, like, imagine if you wouldn't have had a show and you saw somebody else in the seat and like, man, I messed up. <laughs> You'd be like, how the, how the hell he get that job and I should have had it? Like, All right, we got more with Ian Dunlap and the brothers from Earn Your Leisure. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ian Dunlap and the brothers from Earn Your Leisure. Yee. I was looking at Post Malone. They were talking about how he bought these two Bored Ape NFTs mm -hmm. and spent a ton of money um, buying, well, a ton of crypto. Yeah. Yeah. I think he used Ethereum. Ethereum, yeah. yeah. Ethereum, yeah. yeah. So the NFTs are, and that's one of the reasons why we tell people like, yeah, Bitcoin, great. 
focus on Ethereum as well mm -hmm. because the NFT market is huge. We huge. saw it happen during the past year or so, but it's been around for two or three years. How do you know but, what to spend on things and what to buy? It's all subjective. Yeah, mm -hmm. You buy art? Yeah. How do yeah. you know what to buy? I usually pay attention to who the artist, artist is. is. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Then, so you have mm -hmm. like Bored Apes. So the groups that run, think of Bored Apes as Basquiat for another culture. Mm -hmm. They're going to run it, then they'll have a five-year run, and then it'll switch, and then there'll be somebody else who, who's popular. Um, Shadi, you'll come out with an NFT. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got and, the, and then you, you'll see the culture change. But even with like, like Nike and Gucci, you have to realize that for people that make knockoffs, that's going to be dead. Nike announced yesterday, for every shoe that they sell from 2022 on, they're going to make a, uh, a certificate with the NFT to let you know if the sneaker's real. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's going to change the value of... Yeah. Commerce and the NFT. A lot of people joke about NFTs like this is a joke, da, da, da. but it's the same thing with art. It's, it's moved by, like you said, influence, right? So it's like this this artist, this artist is Swiss Beats Artist of the Month. Yeah, that Swiss gives some influence, right? Or it's it's moved by your taste. Mm -hmm. Like you might like something and say, mm -hmm. okay, I actually just like this. The NFT is no different. So when you see a monkey that sells for five million dollars, people's like, this is crazy. But I mean, in Art Basel a few years ago, they had a banana on a wall. That sold for like ten thousand dollars, and yeah. it was just a banana peel. Yeah, it was at Sotheby's. Yeah. <laughs> so, like this ridiculous stuff has been happening in the art world for a long time. It's just now that it's digital, yeah. people don't understand it, so they're ridiculing it. Yeah. But it's really no different from what we've been doing for a very per long period of time. God bought a Wu Tang album for one million dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, I like Wu Tang, and, 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 but Scurly I mean, doesn't get enough credit because he, seriously, he really laid the foundation for the NFT model that. Yeah. Then Tory Lanez. It's the same thing. Follow. Right. Tory too? Yeah, because yeah, if, Tory you, made if, million, Tory made if you if you make the the album and it's an NFT, right, you can easily have it shipped out. People can buy it. You buy one dollar mm -hmm. for the NFT, a million people buy it, you've made a million dollars. Right? There was no middleman involved in that. There was no label involved yeah. in that. That's straight to consumer. You guys should do that for your podcast. You just yeah. lip service, you should do it for brilliant. I know, I was thinking you know, about doing something. Yeah. So and you get ongoing commissions. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so like, yeah, I buy it for one dollar and then it goes yeah. up to ten, right? I'm getting commission. I set the commission that I'm going to get for every sale of it. So there's a guarantee that some one person out of that million mm -hmm. is going to sell it. Right, because they say like, all right, well, I have it. It's a limited edition. I can sell it for a profit. Let's say I sell it for ten dollars. If I set my commission at twenty percent, I'm getting, I'm making money every time that yeah. thing gets sold. John, John Michelle Basquiat, I think the most he ever sold a painting for in his life had to be under a hundred thousand dollars. His painting recently sold for a hundred million dollars mm -hmm. a couple years ago. He didn't get that. His family didn't get that. Get that. So imagine, imagine if his estate. Got ten percent royalty off that hundred million dollars. Now he would get ten million dollars. They would get ten million dollars. Yeah. Now, in fifty years, that same painting might sell for one billion dollars, yeah. and yeah. he probably sold it for ten thousand dollars. And he's gonna make money every time it's sold. Every so time it's even sold. the fact that it got up to a hundred million, it's probably been sold a bunch of times before that. So they should do that with real life art too. They're it's just hard. It's hard to track. It's hard to track. And that's the beauty of the blockchain. NFTs is that it has blockchain technology yeah. attached right. to it, where not only can you, because that's another problem with art. There's a lot of fake art out there. Yeah. You really can't tell. You could just, you know, paint something in. It's just. But yeah. now with the um, with the blockchain, it's one of one. So not only can you track it and make sure you're getting paid. And that's one shout out to my bro, 19 Keys. He said it at InvestFest, where it takes away the trust factor, especially yeah. for us black people. It's a big thing that a lot of times we might not trust each other. You don't have to trust me. You have to just trust the technology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we sign, a, we sign a smart contract 
and it's in place. And as long as that contract is in place, I'm going to get paid in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. So now we don't have to worry about, you know, handshake deals or, you know, this lawyer is not right. That lawyer is not right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this no is, choice. Yeah. that's it's the benefit. Of it. Even if, it, if you went to Hong Kong and try to sell it, it doesn't matter. Like right. I could be here in New York. As soon as it's sold, the contract is there. I get paid. And it's going to change the entertainment industry forever. All the deals and horror stories we heard about people being taken advantage of, that's going to die because now you're going to have more transparency than ever. So mm -hmm. if I say, hey, we're going to do a deal for 100000 and but I tell Rashad it's two fifty, can't do that anymore. Now you're going to have to do... And, and even the way we approach the market and doing our show to give first, it's nothing unique. It's the way business used to be done, but I feel like they pulled us away from doing that to create distrust so we won't work together. Because right. if we pile together and promote each other and lift these companies up and take them public... That is a hell of a change. Do you have to pay taxes on cryptocurrency right now? Absolutely. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we go, um, we got a dope show at the Apollo. Yes. On Black, Black Friday. Friday. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. It's almost sold out. Shout out to Dipset. They will be in the building oh. performing. Yes, um, Market Monday. So myself, Troy, and Ian, we're going to be. And it, that's dope to really think about it. Like I told my style, shout out to Mike B. I'm like, yo, we performing at the Apollo. He, he didn't really understand yeah, what I was saying. Mm -hmm. He's like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? I'm like yeah. we, we going back. He's like, what do you mean, like the Apollo? Yeah, my like, family asked me like, who else yeah, gonna be here? Yeah. I'm like, it's, <laughs> <us>. <laughs> it's me, mom. Yeah. So, so, so it's like Alicia yeah. Keys just sold out the Apollo. So now that for us to sell out the Apollo, um, for financial literacy, yeah. it's it's yeah. a shift happening. So go to MarketMondays.com to buy your tickets. It's almost sold out. But um, yeah, um, once again, shout out to you guys first and foremost because yeah, yeah, both yeah. of you guys have been on our platform. Angela's been on Market Mondays. Yeah. Charlamagne has not been on the platform. Yeah, we got something for you. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. That is a shame. Yeah. He's the only one Shout actually that I figured out. Because I be learning. What would I, 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 what would I offer to the nah, table? Nah, you're I be learning from you. You're a mogul in the game, man. But now, nah, shout out to y'all, man. Really inspirational. Um, yeah, and, and this. Shout out to the Black Effect. Make sure you tap in with Earn Your Leisure on all podcast outlets. And Market Mondays took the world by storm. So check out Market Mondays every Monday at 8 o'clock. Eastern Time on Earn Your Leisure's YouTube channel, and it's on all podcast outlets as well. Uh, and follow us, Earn Your Leisure. I'll let um, Ian, I'll let Troy, you want to say anything? Yeah, shout, shout out to um, Assets Over Liabilities. Right. Mm -hmm. Shout uh, out to our, our, revolt, our revolt family. Yeah, shout out to Let's them. Let's do it. Lip service, Ass Over Liabilities. <laughs> that's no, funny. That's now they say that can become a liability. That's the biggest liability. So we were sitting with Shiggy, and he was looking at the shirt, and he was like, what did it say? Ass Over Lies? That's funny. Give me your info, Ian. You can follow me on Instagram at The Master Investor, and my site is joinredpanda.com. And if I made you money, put yes in chat. <laughs> 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 not here, <laughs> <laughs> chat. Put yes in chat. I'm going to get that shirt made. Put yeah, yes in chat. Now, I'm always appreciative of y'all brothers, man. Earn your leisure, Ian. Got to salute my man, Trap. Yeah, yeah, so I saw him. like, I don't even drink, but yeah. I bought twenty. I'm like, what the hell? Crazy. <laughs> Responsibly. <laughs> Responsibly. It's the Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Iman Shumpert, I was watching Dancing with the Stars yesterday, and he was on the TV, and they're saying that he has become the first former NBA player to make it all the way to the final round of he's Dancing with the too. Stars. Yeah, he's, he's doing, doing amazing. Good. So shout out to him. The judges loved him. He looked so happy, too, when they was giving him his, his score. So congratulations to him. He could potentially win. Do y'all think Tiana Taylor was giving him like sneaky lessons? I hope so. Absolutely. Yeah. Be, right? yes. yeah, you gotta sneak and do that. You gotta do whatever you gotta do to win. It's yeah, a he, lot of practice. Bombs for Tiana Taylor, damn it. 
I just feel like she should get the credit for this. But we don't even know if she's giving him lessons, man. But it's, it is very talented. it is very intense with your partner. Like, the, it's 24-7. That man might be talented. Mm-hmm. Yes, but Tiana Taylor is a world-class dancer. This we know as well. He, he might be giving her some moves. I don't I know about that. It. I doubt that. But no, too. he's doing amazing. So shout out he's to Iman Shumpert. All right. So we got to make sure. I hope he wins. And Shaquille O'Neal recently was on the Marshawn and Iran Sports Media podcast. And he was talking about turning down a movie role that later on got an Oscar nomination. Green Mile, I turned it down. They wanted to play the, the down South African-American guy during slavery. You know what I mean? I didn't want to play play that role. But the guy who played it did a wonderful job. He's no longer with us. Michael Clark Duncan did an excellent job. So I think I made the right decision because he, he did way better than I, I, I could have done. Michael Clark Duncan is the person uh, who had that role. It wasn't really during slavery, though. Just want to point that out. <laughs> but yes, so imagine that. Because if y'all saw that movie, that's a classic movie. Um, and imagine I Shaq. I saw it, but I, f- I forgot what it was about. Remember the it Green was, Mile? He was in jail. Yeah, and it's like, I think it was um, Death Row. You know how you have Why to walk down to... I think it was to... like, a, 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 like a horror movie or something. Did Stephen King do that or something? Yeah, it was based on a Stephen King um, book. It wasn't really. It was like supernatural things that were happening. He had some type of power, yeah. as I recall. Tom Hanks is in that as well. Mm-hmm. Every time I think of that, I think of uh, the, the other Tom Hanks, Run Forrest Run. For some reason, they always confuse Forrest those. Gump. Forrest Gump, yeah. The other Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. That's the same Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. There's a lot of Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is probably the greatest living actor in this world, all right? All right. Now, Remy Ma and Fat Joe are going to be guest hosting the Wendy Williams show during Thanksgiving week. That's pretty dope. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm here for, for that one. So there'll be other uh, rotations of guest hosts as well. Devin Simone from MTV's The Challenge, Aftermath. Bevy Smith is back again. Comedian Michael Yo will return to host as well. And so we still don't know an update on when Wendy Williams is coming back, if she's coming back. I know they were saying Nick Cannon might be taking over that time slot, so we will wait and see. I, I'm on Nick Cannon today, matter of fact. I was up there yesterday. I'm doing his show today. But uh, I love um, I love Sherry Shepard when she guest hosts the show. But that com- and I love Bevy Smith, but that combination of Remy Ma and Fat Joe sounds incredible for daytime television. <laughs> I can't wait to yeah, see I that. Think so too. <laughs> All right, now Dave Chappelle has responded. We told you yesterday. Yesterday, his own former school has postponed his planned appearance. It was supposed to be a fundraiser for a theater. This is the Duke Ellington School of the Arts in Georgetown, and according to reports, students, two students, were uncomfortable with Dave Chappelle's remarks on trans people in his Netflix special, The Closer. Originally, the fundraiser was supposed to be November 23rd, but now it's been moved to April 22nd of next year. So the theater is supposed to be named after Dave Chappelle. But at a recent show in Indianapolis, Dave Chappelle responded to this. Uh, He said he can't even raise money for children. And then he said, they're canceling stuff I didn't even want to do. So (laughs) (laughs) that is his response. Uh, to all of the drama going on. I feel them on that. Like, I ain't even want to have to do this. And now they can't that, do it. That, that is crazy. They let two people uh, in the school keep them from doing that fundraiser. Mm-hmm. I mean, two students. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I can understand ridiculous. if it was like an overwhelming amount of people protesting and pushing back. But two students? Now, on, for a whole theater? No, they said the school originally planned to cancel the fundraiser, but the comedian Dave Chappelle has been a big supporter of the school over the years. He's donated $100,000, and he also gave them one of his Emmy Awards back in 2017. 
All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, do you run that back if you Dave Chappelle? Give me back my Emmy. Yeah, you want my Emmy? my Emmy. Absolutely. I definitely do. Do you run that back? I don't think you can ask for your money back. If my money ain't good for you now, let's let's retroactive. You know that payment too. That shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be good for you then either. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Donkey today. Who are you giving your donkey to? Man, I just want all my public servants to gather around the radio. If you're a public servant, I really need you to be here for the needs of the public. Uh, if not, then step down from your post. Uh, it's a brother named Kevin T. McCorvey. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Now, everybody's talking about TikTok right now, even sports fans. Now, Charlamagne, you seen this? Why are you talking to me about football and trying to show me TikTok, sir? Because your team is on there. Their fans are on there. The players are on there. This is where the real talk is happening. There's like literally everything you could think of right now on TikTok. You just got to see it. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey at a date. Yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, November 16th, goes to an ambulance driver named Kevin T. McCorvey. He's 34 years old. And he's an ambulance driver. Salute to all the ambulance drivers out there. Dropping the clues bombs for all the ambulance drivers. Very underrated public servants in our communities. Uh, we see ambulance trucks all the time. And do you ever stop to think there is a human manning the wheel of that thing? Okay. Well, Kevin is one of those humans. And I must say he is not giving the other humans who drive ambulances a great name on this fine Tuesday morning. Because, see, whenever we entrust in humans to do certain tasks, we also have to deal with humans being, well, human. All right, human error is and always will be a real thing. When you are dealing with humans, you are at the mercy of their bad habits. You are at the mercy of their emotions, their moods, their toxicity. When you put trust in humans to do certain tasks, whatever they're going through is what you will be going through. And that is the case with Kevin T. McCorvey. Would you like to know what happened with Kevin T. McCorvey? Well, let's go to WAGA Fox 5 Atlanta for the report, please. Georgia State Patrol says that EMS driver was heading south along West Campbellton. They say he lost control of his ambulance and flipped over into a ditch. And they say he was driving drunk. Kevin McCorvey's behind bars at the Fulton County Jail. They say a patient was in the back of the ambulance. Police identify him as Wilton Thomason. Investigators say Thomason was unrestrained in the ambulance and died from his injuries. Wilton Thomason was 66. Police arrested the driver. They say he had an open container in his vehicle. McCorvey is charged with second-degree vehicular homicide and DUI. Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, your own Kevin McCorvey. He admitted to smoking weed, drinking beer, and taking Adderall. Sounds like somebody should have called an ambulance for him. Okay, if not an ambulance, at least an Uber. Now, look, we all make poor choices. We all make poor decisions. But when you know you at work, when you know you on call, okay, 
as an ambulance driver, what is going through your head that makes you think you can pop Adderall, smoke weed, drink beer, and still go pick up people who are in need? Now, I heard Adderall gives you a different level of focus, so he might have been taking that to, to stay awake. But mix that with beer and weed, that sounds like a deadly combination to me. I've never done it. Daniel, where is our producer Daniel? Is Daniel around? Yeah, I'm here. He's here. Daniel, can you speak more to this? Daniel, you lived a wild life in college. Is this <laughs> Evolution, a reckless combination? Evolution. Um, I would say everything has to do with the amount of alcohol you drink, but um, the weed and Adderall could absolutely lead to like severe anxiety, high um, high blood pressure, uh, fast heart rate, all that. Is it a deadly combination? I don't think so, honestly. But isn't it true that some people take Adderall for focus? Yes. And to stay awake? Yes. It's very possible that he was under the influence, realized he had to go on a call, and then took the Adderall. I'm just speculating. I don't know. Oh, so he might have been like smoking and drinking and been down and then did the Adderall as an upper. But then again, people do drink on Adderall just to drink longer. Really? Yes. What do you mean? Party harder. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Got you. Well, poor Wilton Thomason Jr., God bless that brother's poor soul, sending healing energy to him and his whole family. Uh, he was in the back of the ambulance, not restrained in any way. So when Kevin veered off the shoulder of the road and the ambulance rolled into a ditch, the poor guy suffered fatal injuries. You know, the, the, the brother was just on the way to the hospital to get dialysis and ends up deceased because of human error. 66 years old, 32 years older than Kevin. Probably one of those OGs who used to complain about how stupid this generation is and look, ends up deceased because of one of them being reckless and negligent and stupid as hell, okay? At your worst, at your worst, you should care about the well-being of others. At your best, at your best, you should care about the well-being of others. That's what I would like, but it's impossible to care about the well-being of others if you don't care about the well-being of yourself, okay? Kevin, I'm not judging you in any way, shape, or form. You have to deal with the consequences of your actions, and you have to deal with the trauma you have caused yourself and others because, yes, Wilton Thomason's Jr.'s death is absolutely your fault. If, if it was your job to have him restrained the right way and he wasn't coupled with the fact you drove under the influence and ran off the, ran off the road, yes, that man's death is on your hands. So you have to deal with the trauma of that. So there's no need for any of us to judge you because judgment is already upon you. But all I ask is for all you public servants, all you people who have dedicated your life to the service of others, if what you do in your personal life is a detriment to others and will impede upon your needs to serve the public, please step down from your post if what you do in your private time will affect how you show up for the public as a public servant please step down from your post okay if you are not capable of taking care of the well-being of yourself you will not be able to take care of others it's that simple please let Remy Ma give Kevin T. McCorvey the biggest hee-haw 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 you stupid mother are you dumb all right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. All right. Now, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, what were we talking about, Yeezy? Well, earlier we were talking about the baby and him recording everything with Danny Lay and then also calling the police on her, right? Because he wanted to make sure that things didn't get too physical. And he said that she did attack him. And now she's being charged on two separate occasions. So, the question is... Have you ever had to call the police on your significant other? Or maybe had the police called on you? Okay. 
Amber, you want to start? Yeah, we'll do it when we come back. 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about the baby and Danny Lay. Now, break down what we're talking about, Easy. Well, we saw this play out on social media, on Instagram Live, and here's what happened when the cops showed up because the baby called the cops on Danny Lay. Look at this. He wants me to get out of his house. Go ahead. Okay, let's just Go ahead, baby. Tell him. Yeah, Tell him. Where's, where's his at? Where's he at? Man, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he want to call cops on me for whatever the reason. My three-month-old baby. No, I don't need to tell you nothing. You can talk to him because he want to call you guys. Go ahead. She does have two charges now of simple assault. So, so the- we're asking 800-585-1051. Have you ever called the cops on your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife? That is the question. So or have the cops called on you? Have they called the cops on you, Envy? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I was. my wife called the cops on me, but it wasn't for a, a, a problem. We weren't fighting a beef, and I was possibly going to hurt myself. This is when I was during my dark time, and things were happening at the house, and my wife was concerned with my well-being, so she called the police on me. To make sure that I was okay. She called them to really check on you. Yeah, to check on me to make sure I was okay. But it wasn't like, you know, we were beefing and somebody called the cops on each other. Now, she was she was calling because she was concerned with my well-being. Were you upset that she called the police? Because, you know, they act like it's very taboo to call the cops on your significant other. In the moment, I was upset. But then after and we break it down and, and, and talk about what happened, I understand that, you know, that was a concern. And right. It was necessary. If I would have had the concern, I would probably did the same. Mm-hmm. So we weren't, you know, it was no problem. But... That was the only time. What about you? Um, I've had physical altercation with the ex-boyfriend, and my landlord actually called the cops at the time. And so when the cops came, initially I didn't really want to speak to them, but I ended up speaking to them. And he did end up getting arrested, but only because he was told to leave, and then he did come back. And I think a lot of times we're tempted when the cops come and we're in a you know domestic situation. You might say, well, I don't want them to get arrested. I don't want anything to happen. happen. I just want them to leave. Or we're hesitant to call the police, but sometimes it's out of our hands, and things can really spiral out of control. So I don't want us to feel, you know, because we're nervous. Nobody ever likes to have to call the police, but sometimes there's no other way. Charlamagne? No, I've called the police before, but not on like <laughs> nobody close to me. I've called the police, like you know. I'm the, I, listen. I'm that guy that'll look out the window and see somebody sitting in the cul-de-sac that has no business being there, and I will call the police. But no, I've never had to call. Not that I remember, have I? Nah. When you like, you mean anybody in general? No, we're talking about somebody, somebody you're dating, dating, dating not a stranger. Wife, <laughs> oh no, no, no! I've never had to do that. I, I, I personally don't think I would ever have to do that. No, nah, I mean, I don't. No, nah, and I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't trust. Um, you know, law enforcement around, you know, anybody that I love and care for in that way, especially my wife. Like, I don't think there's anything happening in our house that, you know, we can't deal with on our own. Yeah, I agree. Hello, who's this? I'm JR from Albany. What's up, JR? Talk to us. Oh, my God, man. I got to tell you, man, I had an ex that I went, she was at home. She wanted to come to my house. I said, don't come over. So she's like, I guess she just figured I didn't want to come over no more. So she left work. Went to Family Dollar, bought a hammer, Whoa. got her daughter into my house. Oh my gosh. I opened the door for her. She says, if I can't have you, nobody will. I'm like, oh no, she hit me the head with a hammer. She said, bum for real? 
I swear to God, this happened. I, just, I swear to God. Oh, Look, man. I had to put this woman in jail, my dude. I'm running around and And if it wasn't for my... She had a daughter with me. Remember I said I thought? Her daughter got the knife. If it wasn't for my homeboy being in there, man, saying, oh, no, that's my homeboy. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus, my buddy here. Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. But I had to put her in jail. Now, check this out. Uh-oh. She's in jail. Her son called me. He said, yo, man, why you put my mama in jail? I said, man, he tried to kill me. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a movie. <laughs> you went through I'm it. Mad, listen, the, 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 the police are here to protect and to serve. Sad part is they don't do that to us in our communities too much. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's always a thing when you're calling the police on your significant other. That really could be a life or death situation. Correct. So you really got to weigh those weigh those weigh those factors when you're calling the police on your significant other. 800-585-1051. Have you ever called the police on your significant other? Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it now. I know it Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're asking, have you ever called the police on your significant other, your man, your girl, your wife, your husband? Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? It's uh, Trey. How you doing today? Hey, Trey, what's going on? What up, Trey? How y'all feeling this morning? We're good, bro. We're good. Have you ever called the police on your uh, significant other? Yes, I have. Um, Unfortunately... I called the police on my significant other because she put her hands on me. And me as a black male in the military, I had to protect my career. I had to protect my career. Mm. So I stepped back immediately and put my hands up and I called the uh, military police. So what ended up happening? I decided not to press charges because I wanted a uh, lesson to be learned and understood that at no point should nobody ever put their hands on somebody else. So they put her in cuffs and took her down, so they, they locked up and then you had to go bail her out? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, she went in for questioning, sir. And um, they asked if I wanted to press charges, and I decided not to. Wow. You know, in some states, they press charges for you regardless. Yep, they sure do. Yes, I do believe that. But because she's a civilian and I'm in the military, um, they didn't have direct jurisdiction. So I decided not to press charges. I got you. And I think it also depends on what happens, like, at that moment. You mm-hmm. know, because the the reason they pressed charges on my ex was because he came back to my house and was ringing the bell after they told him to leave, and they were like, "Now it's out of your hands. We have to press charges. We gotcha. have to. Well, we have to arrest him." Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, it's Nicole. Hey, good morning. You ever had to call the police on your significant other or boyfriend or girlfriend? Yeah, so I've been in two situations. One of which, um, well, I grew up in a household where I saw domestic violence, and then I also saw my mom using the cops to kind of like toy. A troll and kind of irritate my dad, but <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so I had to call the cops on my ex, who was a football player, that actually pissed with me. Um, he was really abusive, and a lot of the times before, I never called the cops, I would call family members or no friends, but it wasn't until the moment that I knew this man was literally trying to take my life that I had to call the cops. Ooh, I'm sorry. I was in a situation with a um, guy that I'm dating who got drunk and didn't want drive home. He felt like me calling him drunk and driving home was emasculating. So he put his hands on me, he called me an ignorant American on all type of words and whatnot. And people around me wanted to call the police, but I didn't. Because had the police come and shot this belligerent 240 pound man, that would have been on my conscience. So I just kind of had to 
deal with the situation. Yeah, I mean, once again, that's the sad part about being black in America. Like, you know, you could be going through something with your significant other, but then you got to, you know, you know, decide, should I call the police? Because if I call the police, this might be it. I mean, but even with this whole situation with Danny Lee, I, I, I feel like we kind of all knew that the situation was toxic, and I hate to say that with the glutton for punishment, but this man, we saw him in videos with her holding her hair, dog walking her, and then laughing like they were dancing for it. She's going to still suck my D and mad at me. So just the ultimate disrespect, and I, I just wish that we didn't get to see this unfold. I wish that she could just deal with this in private and alone, but... Right. You can't put your hands at all. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Hello. Who's this? It's Dave from Florida. Hey, good morning. You ever had to call uh, the cops on your significant other? I have a few times um, due to, like, domestic violence. So if I was a Danny girl while her child is young, she needs to call it, call it quits and just throwing the child. It is what it is. She knew what she was dealing with when she met him. So why put your child through that? Trust right. me, it, it, uh, it's going to harm her in the long run when it comes to her children. I had to deal with it. I had to put one of my kids in therapy because oh. they saw it. So... And we know how hard it is. Run. We know how hard it is sometimes when you're in that situation to get out of it, though. No matter it what is. people say to you or what happens, you're not going to leave until you're ready to leave. And you don't want to wait. And un- that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you got out of it. Yeah, but she, she needs to just run and run fast. <laughs> right. it, doesn't get, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Thank you. So what's the moral of the story, if there is a moral? The moral of the story is, man, how about we learn to respect ourselves in our houses so we don't have to be calling the police on each other? Like, if it gets to that point, how about just walk away? That's easier said than done, right? Right, easier said than done, yeah? <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's give an update on what's happening with Travis Scott. We'll tell you what Nike is doing in response to everything that's happened, the tragic events at Astroworld. And we'll tell you what the medical staff at Astroworld had to say about different things that were going on. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report with Angela Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. So earlier this morning, one of our listeners were talking about this 300,000 stock shares that they were giving, well, that they're selling to fans for the Green Bay Packers. But what is it exactly? Well, here's the disclaimers. It does not constitute an investment in stock in the common sense of the term. The Packers will have no obligation to repay the amount a buyer pays to purchase Packers stock. Anyone considering the purchase of Packers stock should not purchase the stock to make a profit or to receive a dividend or tax deduction or any other economic benefits. Any offering of Packers stock will only be made through an offering document. And uh, the Packers believe offerees and purchasers of Packers stock will not receive the protection of securities laws with respect to any offering or sale. So basically, it's not really worth anything. It's just something that you can hang up. And what say, the hell am I buying? Uh, just three, to say you own it. It's $300. So it's just basically a piece of paper that you can hang Man, up. You better off buying a ticket to a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And hang up the ticket. All, All right. right. 
Now, the Soul Train Awards are coming up, and those are going to be on Sunday, November 28th. That is uh, Thanksgiving weekend, so I know a lot of people will be getting ready to go back to work that Monday. And they have announced that Maxwell will get the Legend Award. And in addition to that, and I know this has been announced previously, that Ashanti will be getting the Lady of Soul um, honor. So congratulations to both of them once again. Tisha Campbell and Tashina Arnold will be hosting they were a great duo when they hosted before, so congratulations to them. I'm looking forward to seeing it. They're actually going to celebrate by dedicating a full hour to each honoree's collection of music videos, and um, that's going to be Ashanti and Maxwell, so you can watch that on BT Soul as well. Are you so- going to let your wife watch Envy? Because I know she has a crush on Maxwell. Who said crush on Maxwell? So you go too far. I said she likes Maxwell. She enjoys his music. Nah. Nobody said crush. So you, you said you had far. to check her. Those you go too far. I thought I thought you told me. Somebody told me that. Nobody she had a crush told on you Maxwell. that. Nobody told you that. Are she you actually sure said it. She said she had a little crush on Maxwell. You let your, your, your wife let you come to work every day and you got a crush on me? Ooh. What the hell is that? Does that trigger you? No, it did not trigger me. Well, speaking of Ashanti, she was on with Angie Martinez. Speaking of Ashanti. Yeah, because she's getting a Lady of Soul Award. She was was on with Angie Martinez, and she was talking about the verses, Fat Joe versus Ja Rule, and the moment when Nelly walked over to her. Here's what she had to say. Everybody was watching Nelly trot across the stage, wondering what was said in the ear. (laughs) Did he say something crazy to you in the ear? What the crazy part is, he didn't say anything. First of all, I didn't know he was going to be there. I told Joe, Joe, why you ain't tell me he was going to... He was like, sis, I know. It's terrible. He said, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't risk you. I'm telling you. He was like, I couldn't risk you not coming if you knew he was going to be there. She also said that uh, Ja Rule won that battle because she's a loyal person. And so she's always loyal to Ja. So there's no other way for her to express that. I mean, that's actually also kind of the truth. It's not, it is the truth. I mean. Right. All right. Now, Nike has postponed the release of the Travis Scott Air Max uh, ones. And that is all because of everything that's happened at Astroworld. And so they put a pause on the next sneaker collaboration. It was supposed to launch on December 16th. But now they have been postponed indefinitely out of respect for everyone impacted by the tragic events at the festival. Now, according to medical staff at Astroworld, they responded to 11 cardiac arrests at the same time. And so one of the problems uh, that they had was treating 11 people all at once and even trying to get people out of there. So they're just uh, speaking and representing themselves. They said they were presented in impossible situation and the challenge was getting people in and out of the venue as well. Damn. All right. And congrats. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have a problem postponing. You right. Know, I, I, I Out of respect for the families. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the right thing to do. All right. And congratulations to Kenan Thompson from SNL. He actually sold his memoir for $1 million, according to Publishing Insiders. He had two book concepts in the works, and he sold the memoir for a seven-figure payday. So congratulations to him. Dropping the clues bonds for Keenan. He deserves it. He's the longest serving cast member in the history of SNL. He's been on since 2003. He's got his own TV show now, too. Yeah, Keenan. The second season starts soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Okay. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, um, shout to everybody that's uh, coming to my car show. I see a lot of you guys supporting and submitting your uh, cars, and you want to be vendors and sponsors, and I just want to say I appreciate it. If you want to put your car in the show, if you got a dope car, old car, doesn't matter, hooked up car, uh, we'd love to have your car in the show, man. I love to show kids all different types of cars from... 
Ferraris to Toyotas to Mitsubishis, whatever it is, just email me, djnvcarshow at gmail.com. The car show is 12-12 in Miami if you haven't got your tickets, all right? The mix is up next. Let's go. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Novartis created the More Than Just Words initiative to raise awareness about racial disparities in breast cancer care. To learn more about what More Than Just Words hopes to accomplish and hear a talk with Grammy-nominated R&B artist Jasmine Sullivan, visit morethanjustwords.us. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to EYL, the brothers from EYL, for joining us this morning. Man, salute to EYL, Rashad and Troy. Salute to the master investor, uh, Ian Dunlap, man. I, I, I just love what those brothers are doing, along with, with Wall Street Trapper and, you know, you know Envy and Caesar. Like, those are the voices that we need in our communities right now. And, and the fact that they're able to break down, you know, how to invest in such a culturally competent way. That's what matters. Because you could be saying a whole bunch of everything, but if people don't understand you, especially the people you're trying to reach, what's the point? They definitely reach the people, so salute to them. Yeah, and definitely, if you want to learn more about uh, real estate and investing, I know they're doing an event on Black Friday in Harlem, so at you the Apollo. Apollo. At the Apollo, yeah. so you can definitely check their pages, and then we're doing a, uh, an event at the Jacob Javits uh, the week after, if you want to learn about real estate. You can click the link in their bio, click the link in my bio. We're just trying to educate people in a way that people are not getting got, they're not getting scammed, and they feel comfortable. Like Charlamagne said, we break it down on, on a third grade level because we have to understand it. It's no sense if we break it down and you don't understand it. It's the way I was taught, and hopefully you guys can get some knowledge and, and possibly invest invest and create some generational wealth so shout out to those brothers and like we That's said right. numerous times and in the interview it's also important to make sure you do your own research too Absolutely. on top of getting that knowledge and that's why make sure you uh, check out the uh, the Earn Your Leisure podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network I mean there's so many gems in every single podcast they drop uh, they do Market Mondays every Monday with, with Ian Dunlap so so go check that out available everywhere you listen to podcasts I also want to tell everybody, man, um, this Saturday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., November 20th, this Saturday, I'm doing my annual turkey giveaway in Monk's Corner, South Carolina with my uh, one of my foundations, Third Eye Awareness. It's in the Berkeley High School student parking lot, 406 West Main Street from 1 to 3 p.m. Um, you know, I do this every year, man. I've been doing it every year for a long time, so just pull up. Okay, and get a get a turkey, get a bird from one to three p.m. at the Berkeley High School student parking lot in Moss Corner, South Carolina, this Saturday. All right, peace. All right, now um, when we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yeah, I want to tell everybody too. I'm gonna be on um, Nick Cannon's. Daytime talk show today, so check your local listings for that. I'll be on there talking about, you know, my late night show, The God's Honest Truth. It was actually kind of a surreal feeling. I'm like, damn, I'm on Nick Cannon's daytime show talking about my late night show. So salute to the good brother, Nick Cannon. And uh, I got to salute Anita Kopax, too. Make sure you go grab that Shallow Waters um, available everywhere you buy books right now, courtesy of Black Privilege Publishing. I saw this post that she posted this morning, and I love it, okay? She said, you are the ancestor that rewrites your family's cellular blueprint. And it made me think about this. If you feel you grew up in a family with toxicity, make it your legacy to break the family legacy. Your new motto should be, the pain stops here.
Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?